Hello, Dons fans. Ian here. Welcome to our eighth bonus episode of Don the Stat. If you're listening to this show, it's fair to assume that you're a big fan of the Essendon Football Club. However, there's only a few people that we could genuinely class as superfans, people who live and breathe the Bombers. Tonight's guest, I think, meets the criteria of a superfan. Her Twitter feed is constant positive stream of Essendon content, and no matter how the team is going, always has a smile on her face when she's interacting with the players. Jade Hockey, welcome to Don the Stat. Thank you very much for having me. Very appreciative. Thank you very much. That's all right. Firstly, how are you doing? Have a good Easter? Yeah, very good Easter. Absolutely. It was a very good win on the weekend, so loved it. It was fantastic. That's all right. It's always good when we can do these sort of things after a win. Absolutely. Um, look, we're going to spend today just, you know, talking about what it means for, for you to be a fan of the Essendon Football Club, and I guess let's just start by discussing where it all beca- began. How did you become an Essendon fan? What's the I What's be- the story there? I became one because of my dad. My dad's also an Essence supporter. So obviously when you're growing up, you always go for either parents team that they follow. So I just fell in love with Essendon as a little girl and I've loved him ever since. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your, what's your dad's story? Did, was he, did he follow from his dad as I well? Think, or? No, my dad, my grandfather, he's a Richmond supporter. So I think my dad just, just fell in love with them in general, like in the eighties and seventies and that in the good old years. And, yeah, he just started loving him, and then I became a fan when I grew up, and I've loved him all my life. So, big fan. Yeah, I think same same with me. My dad was I I didn't uh, get to experience the bombers with him, but when I found yeah. out that he was an Essendon fan, um, yeah. yeah, that sort of locked it in for me. And and luckily for me, that year was '93, so I got to enjoy that. Um, yeah, for me, that- it was 1990. That was when I was born, so it probably wasn't a good year to be born. But unfortunately, '93, I was only three years old at the time, so. But 2000 was amazing. Like I was 10 years old at the time when that happened. So I don't quite remember much of it, but just reliving it and rewatching it all is pretty amazing. Love it. Yeah. Can you remember the first time you saw the Bombers play, whether it was on TV or, or in person? I'd say it was probably on TV. I didn't start going to footy till I was about like, oh, probably maybe 10 or a bit older. Like, and I'd go to games occasionally, but I mostly started watching it on TV. Yeah. Do you, which was you- great. You sort of remember what sort of time that was, like what year? Uh, but it would have been would have been late nineties, early two hmm. thousands. It would have been that I what? started watching. Oh, probably about maybe, oh, maybe, maybe ninety eight or something. Ninety eight, yeah. ninety nine. Well, yeah. good time, good time to start watching. Really, although Absolutely. I guess your first, you know, if it was ninety nine was your first year, that probably would have would have been a pretty um, sad ending to that year, and you may have been regretting yeah. your choice. But you know, I think next the following year it ended up being pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. So, look, obviously you're really connected with the players and we see that through your your Twitter profile. Yes. Um, who are the players that have stuck with you over the time? Can you remember who your first Essendon hero was growing up? I was a big, big fan of Matthew Lloyd. Absolutely loved him. He was just so – oh, he was just really exciting to watch. And also with him as well was Scotty Lucas, who I loved as well. I've always loved the forwards, been a big fan of those. I loved James Hurd as well. He was a he was just really amazing to watch from obviously from the early nineties to two thousands onwards. And then also Dustin Fletcher was just unreal. I understand now why they call him Inspector Gadget. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> with those long arms and long legs. Absolutely. No, I loved watching all of them. Yeah, I think you, you sort of talk about that excitement with Lloyd is because, you know, he was such a good uh, player on the lead. I think it yeah, got the, you, you could sort of tell the crowd, build with the excitement as they saw him leading to the ball and just and just with the way he 
you, you just sort of knew that he was going to mark it and then, you know, almost certainly kick a goal. So there's that anticipation, I think, really built for a lot of fans there. I think you've sort of exactly. named sort of the big four of, of that era that, that most people would refer to uh, if they were asked to talk about players from sort of that late 90s period as well. Exactly. No, yeah. he was very exciting to watch. Loved him. Yeah. So I guess, you know, moving on then, who are what other sort of players have, have stuck with you? What are the ones that as you've got older and, you know, mm-hmm. your experience of watching the Bombers change and our yep. experience of how they were going changed, who were the players that have sort of stuck with you over time? I also loved um, Alwyn Davies. So I loved like the late 2000s. They were really great to watch. So I'm really happy that his sons, Alwyn and Jaden, are at the club. I was really excited when we picked them up this year because Alwyn's just been unreal and I can't wait to see Jaden when he – comes to play hopefully either later in the year or probably next year because I know he's recovering from an ACL. Um, I also, I loved, I still love Dyson Heppel. He's done really well for his career. I loved Joe Watson as well. He was very um, exciting as well and I'm very proud of the career that he had and everything that he went through. So he did very, very well. We had we had a lot of players like going up in, in 2000 and that. There's just too many to choose from, to be honest. But You probably could name great. the whole team, really, couldn't you? Oh, I probably could if I wanted to, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's yeah. been so there's been so many of them. Even David Zaharakis, like I saw him recently, as you would have seen with my post on Twitter, he was also exciting to watch. And, yeah, there's been a lot of them, a lot of great players. Yeah, well, you know, you speak about Zaharakis. So my next question yes. is actually about the moments that have stuck with you. I'm guessing... Uh, the Zaharakis moment is one of those. Yes, of course, Anzac Day, yes. But also when he kicked the um the sealer against Carlton as well a bit later on. Yeah, that was, was that pretty good that was a good win as well, because I'm pretty sure I was at that game. And um yeah, unfortunately two thousand nine Anzac Day I wasn't able to go to that one, but kinda happy I didn't because then I would I've gotten soaked. Um but that was worth watching at home. I went, you know, screaming up and down, jumping up and down like a Yahoo and all that after that goal. So that was pretty good. But yeah. no, he's had a lot of great highlights in his career. So Yeah. What about just some guys. other other moments that have really stuck with you in terms of, you know, what are the ones you keep going back to and, and you know, mm-hmm. having a bit of a smile about yeah. when you recall them? Oh uh, probably Probably one of my favourites, which I was there at this game, it was 2015 Essendon versus Hawthorne. And that game was just up and down all day. And then to finally get the win because of Kyle Hooker, which I never thought that he'd ever become a forward, to see him kick the winning goal, that was just absolutely surreal. And I I actually didn't celebrate it because I thought after, um, I think it was Bradley Hill who kicked it, I thought that he had kicked the goal. And I didn't celebrate. And they were like, no, he didn't kick it. He didn't kick it. And I was just like, oh, yes, now I can celebrate and go nuts with everybody else. So that was my favourite win of all time. But I've had a couple more from 2019, obviously, when we beat the Giants and when we beat North Melbourne as well. Those two games were very intense, but they were great wins. Yeah, you talk, you talk about Hooker, and you're right, that 2015 yep. goal against Hawthorne. Yep. Yeah, it, it wasn't – you know, when they came back from the suspensions, he did play as a forward, and we, we saw that, and we, we've sort of yep. taken that for granted the last little bit. But when he kicked that goal, you know, that was a complete novelty. And as I think – I don't know if you've heard the Triple M commentary version of that one. I have. It's with so Wayne Schwartz. Yes. I have it. I love like, it. Why is I he down there? Really well. Yeah. Even with 2009 Anzac Day, the commentary for for Triple M on that day was absolutely hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. They do really good, the boys. Yeah. And then that, that 2019 games that you, you talk about, as part of that yeah. streak, I think five comeback games in a row and, you know, yep. it, it 
propelled us to finals and we don't really talk about that final there. Um, yeah. But th- those games really stick with me. You mentioned the North Melbourne game. I was yeah. at that game and I, I was on the, the top deck, but I was pretty much in line with Tipper's yeah. kick in yeah. that one. That was that's one of the most special moments for me. Just being there for that that moment, obviously being Tipper made it even more special because exactly we all know what he's been, what he went through to get to at least even that point, and then the fact that he's come back now again, really positive for the club. Yeah, I'm so happy that he's come back because I, I didn't expect it. Like I, you know, I was heartbroken just like a lot of us that he was going to retire because I was like, no, I don't want his career to end like this. I was like, no, he's, he's surely something will bring him back and. Now that he's back, it's been – I'm really happy to see him back. It was so good to be at round one this year. And I sat there and I could just hear the crowd cheering and I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't know that at the time that Harry Jones was subbed out and then they brought him out and I saw him walk out. And I'm like, all right, I had two things I wanted. One, I wanted Alan Davey Jr. to get a goal, which he did. And then I was like, all right, someone just give Wall the ball. He's got to get a goal. And that's what everybody wanted. And as soon as he got it, because I filmed it as well while I was there and I just went nuts like everybody else. We all were cheering and carrying on and oh, it was a special moment. Absolutely loved it. I was so proud of him. Yeah, as, as I said on the show the week after that one, it was one of the most fun days just to be at the football, you know, you Absolutely. mentioned you mentioned those two. There was things like Ridley's first goal, and just like yeah. it just was fun. It was just you it know that's was. what that's what footy should be, isn't it? It should just be fun. Exactly, that's exactly what it should be. I had to figure that out myself about Ridley because I kept thinking, I'm like, no, he hasn't kicked a goal. I had to think about it for a while. I'm like, no, that's his first goal, and I went crazy for him too. I was like, yes, Rids, well done. So I was very happy for him. Yeah. All right. So look, what about in terms of interesting or funny stories from supporting? Any sort of, you know, weird and wacky stories that have mm-hmm. stuck with you based on you? Because you, you've you probably interacted with more players than almost anyone. Any <laughs> that stand out in that sense? Yeah. Um, probably funny now that I just remembered. Um, I was very lucky to go to Perth in 2020 when we had um, COVID. I went away. I left Melbourne the day before we had our lockdown in Melbourne. So I went there for the West Coast game. That was the whole plan. And then I stayed for another week and I was able to do dream time in Perth, which was great. So I was very happy for my Perth friends to experience that game. But um, the week of the West Coast game, so the WA Bombers, they do functions every year and Gary O'Donnell's there and he follows me on Twitter. So I went to the function with my friends and that and Gary, Gary came up to me and he's like, are you Jade? I said, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, my God, I follow you on Twitter. I love your posts and I love your birthday messages that you give to all the players. They're really appreciative of you doing that. I said, oh, thanks, mate. No worries. And had a couple of drinks as as he would. And then I was hanging out with friends and then all of a sudden he came up to me. He's like, oh, do you guys know Jade? I said, yes, Gary. They all know me, mate. It's all good. He's like, oh, she's so good and all that. And he signed an autograph for me, my autograph book, and wrote, dear Jade, you are a gun. And then from Gary O'Donnell. So, no, he's the nicest guy. So that's probably my funniest story that I do have. And I do have an interesting one as well, which is about um, 2015, as we were talking about against Essendon versus Hawthorne. I've been going to open training for many years. And at the time, the day before the game, they had an open training session. And I'm there and I'm watching the players doing their drills and goal kicking and all that. And then all of a sudden, I see a bloke who I've never seen do goal kicking very much. And it was Kyle Hooker. He was practicing his goal kicking the day before. And I'm like, 
are you kidding me? Is this supposed to happen? All right. So this was absolutely in the playbook then. No worries. It was all planned. <laughs> so you, you knew before you knew before time that that could have been a possibility. So Oh, exactly. That's why I went like because he was he was I think he was doing pretty well as well with kicking it. And I was like, okay, this is interesting because I'd never I never see defenders practice goal kicking very much. So when it was him doing it, I was like, okay, something's fishy going on here and hopefully it'll pay off and Look what happened. It absolutely paid off. <laughs> absolutely. No. Yep. As you say. Well, look, before we start talking about more more modern things, I just I always ask people when they come onto this show, what's your unpopular Essendon opinion? You know, the one that if you post yep. it on Twitter, you may you may get a few reports and, and a few <laughs> a few angry comments. Is there anything anything that, you know, um, stands out to you that is different to what other people think? I don't really post anything negative. Because I just, you know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people these days do sometimes bring up the drug saga and I just completely ignore it. Like Dyson said at the time when it was happening, it's all noise. So I just ignore it all now. But I think probably probably what I find very unpopular to me is people when they comment about players and how they play every week and how players should be taken out and blah, blah, and all that and I'm just like people – I don't think people really understand how hard it is to be an AFL player. It's not easy. Like they've got a strict routine they've got to do every day. They've got a strict diet and everything. So it's not easy. So it can be a bit difficult to see fans and supporters and that being upset when players don't play well. Like I'll admit I've done that a couple of times when I've felt that way about certain players. But, you know, as long as they come out and do their job and play well, and they prove that they can do it, then that's all that matters. So, yeah, yeah. that's probably the most unpopular part I do hate seeing. Yeah, yeah happens I, constantly. I, I try very hard not to get involved with that or, or to, yes, to rise to that bait. I think, as as you say, it's an absolute challenging job. I know they get they get paid well to do it, but, yeah. you know, they're only getting paid for a short time and most of them probably won't make, you know, two or three years and then exactly. they've got to go off and find something else they need to do and they're, they're starting behind a lot of other people, you know, they haven't been to, to uni or they haven't done their trade skills or anything like that. So exactly. I, I agree with you that, you know, there's no player going out there trying to do badly. Like, you know, no. Dyson obviously cops such heat after round three, but, oh, he did. you know, he's he came back from injury. He was yeah. busting his guy. He wasn't, certainly wasn't trying to miss those kicks. It just, mm-hmm. just no. happened. You know, you just have bad days sometimes. Exactly. And it wasn't him like against St Kilda. It wasn't just him that was playing bad. It was just because he stood out and probably made the slightest mistakes a bit more. That's why he copped it a bit more when I'm like, well, it's footy's a team effort. It's not all about the one player that's in your team. It shouldn't just be spoken about one player. It should be spoken about a team effort, hmm. which it is every week. That's how I see it. I'm not going to be like, oh, yep, that player's bad. Don't play him. That player's bad. Don't play him. Drop him. Drop him. Drop him. No, that's not what you do. You have to have to judge it all as a team effort because that's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one thing Brad Scott's been really strong on emphasising. It's it's a system. It's it's a team. And if you you do it, you might not be performing at a great level, but if you're doing your role for your, your team, you're helping in that achieving that success. So, exactly. yeah, I, I agree. Well, look, let's. Let's go back and, and think about this 2022. Yeah. What what were your expectations for Essendon going into 2022? And then yeah. obviously as as it began to play out, how did you feel given all the events that happened? Yeah. 
Well, with 2022, I was really excited because I'm like, oh, you know what? It's our 150th anniversary. You know, it's a positive sign for the club. I'm really hoping that it's going to be a pretty successful year. But I think once the fixture came out, I, I knew that the first probably five or six games were going to be very tough. Like to play your first four games against top eight sides, I thought, okay, this is going to be a bit tricky, which it was. But uh, obviously wait for our first win, which we had to wait a while, unfortunately, to get it, which was against St Kilda. But, um, yeah, it was. look, I, I, it didn't really surprise me it was going to be an up-and-down season. Um, I think I just accepted it after a while. But um, we did have some pretty good wins, but unfortunately it just wasn't what we all expected. I think a lot of fans had a lot of high expectations with everything going on, but, you know, it just wasn't the case. But that's okay. We, we learn from it and move on and hope for – a better future, and I think that's what we've got now. Yeah, so I guess just, you know, how are you feeling about where Essendon is at currently? Obviously, as yeah. we sort of hinted at, there was all that upheaval in the, in the off-season and, you know, there was mm-hmm. questions about where the club was going and, you know, yeah. people were upset about having to basically start again. How are yeah. you feeling How are you feeling about Essendon now in terms of a, a side playing in the AFL as opposed yeah. to your, your fandom and the like? Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm I'm really excited now about footy. It's taken me quite some time to get excited about you know not just about going to games but just as to what to expect every week. Like I didn't expect us to be three and one, absolutely not. Like I, it wouldn't have even surprised me if we were one and three. I've been I've been loving our footy so far this year. The game plan has completely changed. There's more positives around the club. The boys are happy. You know, they've got a really like, – I'm really happy with how Brad's been going. He's been doing really well and he's been, he's been very, very strong and been really, you know what, if you want to earn your spot, you're going to have to earn it. And that's why I love Brad because I think it's what the players have needed for quite some time. They've needed a bit of a reality check of like, you know what, if you want to play, earn your spot. You're not just going to play because of who you are and so forth. So, no, I've been loving everything he's been doing so far been doing very well yeah well as you as you say a three and one start you know we kind of we we can't really ask for much more um given how last year finished and i think you make a good point about brad scott i think and that comes from the fact of his experience um of his history so he's obviously a premiership player uh he's 10 is a 10-year coach he's not trying to develop his identity as a coach as as we had with rutten he he knows who he is he knows He's and with his job at the AFL, he's seen a lot of different programs and, and exactly. what's successful. So I think that gives him a certain uh, gravitas for the players that they exactly they trust what he says more, mm-hmm. even if they can't see it straight yeah. away. Mm-hmm. He's got that that probably Rutten didn't have, and I think I think Rutten was probably treated very unfairly. And I think if he switched his results, yeah, so do I. So you do think I. if he switched his results, you know, if his twenty twenty two results for his twenty twenty one results. Yeah. His 2020 run results were 2022 results. He'd still yeah. be our coach. So, yeah, exactly. and yeah. you sort of you sort of hinted at that. The expectations of the of the fan base probably exactly. created a lot of that tension that that led to the outcomes at the end of 2022. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do, but we we needed the change. Like we've needed we've needed the change for quite some time. So when it started to happen, I thought, you know what? I think it's better for the club. It's better for us fans as well because now we can finally start to be like finally seeing positives. We can finally start feeling confident and happy to go into games and, 
not being like, oh, well, you know what, we're going to go to a game, we're going to obviously get smashed and so forth and this and that's going to happen. But once we on one started and I could just see a complete change, I was just like, this is what I've been waiting for probably for the last oh, probably two or three years. I've been waiting to see it and to see it now every week getting pretty much better and better. I'm loving it. It's fantastic mm. to see. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. All right, well, look, let's let's start talking more about your fandom side of it. I can yeah. see you on the Zoom there. Your your room is outstanding. I'm very jealous <laughs> of all the uh, Essendon uh, gear that you have up there. Yes. Um, yes. What's your What's your favorite Essendon memorabilia item that you've got in terms uh, of? I yeah. have I have I have a lot of them. <laughs> my my all time favorite is I think it's a photo I might have posted on Twitter. So when Waller was um, drafted to the club. I was very lucky to find his VFL play issue guernsey online and I bought it and I was like, I don't care what I pay, I'll buy it. And on the day that he was drafted and he was having a tour tour around the hangar and I was there at training and all of a sudden I'm sitting around waiting around and all of a sudden he's walked in and I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's Anthony. And I said, oh, hi, Anthony, how are you? I said, can you please sign my jumper? And he signed on the back of it, his number, and I had a photo with him and I was holding the jumper and I was just absolutely gobsmacked when I met him because he was just so lovely and he was so small as well. And now when you compare him, he's all bulked up and everything, but he was the loveliest guy and he still is. So that's my favourite memorabilia piece, but I have a lot of them, obviously, but that's my favourite. Yeah, we might be going for a couple of hours judging by what I can see if we wanted to go through all the the pieces there, but that – um. That Anthony McDonald tip of Woody jumper is probably going to be worth a fair bit in the future, but from the way you describe it, I doubt you'll ever get rid of it. Oh, absolutely not. It's in my cupboard and that's where it stays. It doesn't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. no, excellent. Well, look, the other, the main reason I got you on this show and yep. the, the thing that made me want to talk to you is your yep. photo collection. I, As I yep. said sort of earlier, I don't think there's any fan who has more photos <laughs> with SNM players than you. Let's, let's just start from the beginning. Can you remember the first player you got a photo with? Oh, I don't really remember who I got it done with when I was younger, but the first photos that I did find, I had photos with um, Nathan Lovett-Murray, also Michael Quinn, uh, Scotty Gumbleton, because I was a big fan of Scotty at the time, also Heath Hocking, uh, Jay Neagle as well. Um, One of Michael Long's sons that used to play, I've just forgotten what his name is, also Sam Lonergan. As well, because this was at an open training session that they had at um at Windy Hill many years ago. So yeah, they were my first photos that I just started with, and then from those years on, they just kept going. And I only started doing bits and pieces. But as I got older, I was like, no, nah, you know what? I want to have photos with players and so forth. And yeah, I'll just get as many as I want with multiple players, even if it's more than one photo. I don't mind. So yeah. yeah, I've had a lot of them. <laughs> have you have you got a checklist of of who you've got and who you need to get? Oh, uh, I probably do, and the checklist is probably a lot of a certain player and so forth. And yeah, but there is some that I do when I get done, which is like you know a lot of the players from the two thousand premiership year, and also from ninety three as well, and then probably also Paul Vanderhaar because I just I've loved watching his highlights because he was just unreal in 84 and 85 and in the 80s and that so he'd be one of them that i would i would like to meet mm. one day so well it is you yeah. know next year's 30 years for the 84 uh yes. premiership side so i'm sure there'll yes. be some events there so i think that might be your yes. opportunity to get to get yeah, van der and probably, then yes. probably tick off a few more at that if you can get into that 
So keep keep that in your diary, I'd say. Um, What about in terms of favourite photos? I think you shared it with me earlier, but just describe it to the describe it to the listeners. Yeah, I will. Um, So in 2017, I went to an open training session at the Hangouts with my mum. And with a very good friend of mine, Brendan, who's in the cheer squad, so he's been a member for for many years as well. And it was also a couple other people. It was about maybe a dozen of us there. And training had just finished and we were just waiting around and all of a sudden I could see inside the hangar, I could see Terry Danaher. And I'm like, oh, okay, because I know Terry's got his own, um, I think it's a cleaning business. And then all of a sudden I see Chris pop out and I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden Anthony and then Neil and I'm like, oh, my God, all four of these guys are here. And I've met all four of the boys on their own. I've had photos with them, all lovely guys, but I've always had a dream to have a photo with all four of them. So my mum was like, all right, look, let's just go. There's no one around. Let's go and ask them. I said, no, we can't leave where we are. We can't go to where they are. She's like, oh, stuff it. Let's go. We're going. I said, all right. So I followed mum and and my friend Brendan came as well and everybody else that was with us, we all went over to where they were and, my mum's like, oh, I think she spoke to Terry and said, hi, guys, my my daughter's a really big fan. Can she please have a photo with you all? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. No worries. So myself and my mum, we had our photos first and then my friend and then other people. And then when we were getting it done, Terry was like, oh, you know what? If you want to have a photo with us, not a problem. Just make a line and we'll do it for you. No worries. So I never thought that that would ever happen because it's not like, if the four boys are together, always are together for the Danaher Drive, which I do all around Australia. And, um, yeah, I was just very, very grateful and very lucky to get a photo with all four of them, and I've loved it. It's been my cover photo on Twitter, it's my cover photo on Facebook, and it's my favourite photo, and I will love it for the rest of my life. I treasure it. Yeah, it's it's an absolute spectacular one. And, you know, obviously with Neil's battles, you know, it's yeah. – Especially, especially then. I mean, he's he's done so well to keep going as long as he has with with what he he's has. fighting. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, even when you got it, you probably thought this would be the last opportunity to get it. But you know, six years on, yeah. and he, he's still fighting on, which is you know, fantastic. Oh, he's, he's an absolute marvel. Like I, I can't believe that he's had MND for this long because I've gone to every freeze MND march. I've been, I've supported ever since day one. Because that was when I started my photos with the Danaher brothers. I first started with Neil and his brother Chris because him, because those two boys plus my mum and I were on TV for it because obviously I'm an Essen supporter. My mum's a Western Bulldog supporter. So we were put all over TV and stuff like that because we're, you know, non-Melbourne and Collingwood supporters. So I had those photos done. And that photo, luckily, I've got signed by Neil. So that was the last piece I've ever gotten signed of Neil. And I've also got a footy that I've got signed of all four brothers as well that I do own. So, no, I'm very grateful. But they're lovely guys, all of them. And I'm I'm absolutely devastated what Neil is going through because he doesn't deserve it. It's such a heartbreaking disease. But um, I know now that it is, it is taking him a bit worse now because he has lost his speech. But he still is a cheeky character like he always has been. Always with a smile on his face and making jokes and all that. So no, but he's a great person. Yeah, absolutely. And he's he's done such amazing work for you know motor neuron disease and the the fight against that. And you know, yep. even if we don't have him for much longer, his legacy is gonna last for a long time. A bit like Jim Steins, you know, sort of exactly, sim- yes. similar similar 
you know, long life past past football, and he'll exactly. be remembered as more than just a footballer as well because of what he's Agreed. done. Yeah. Absolutely, agree. Yeah. Well, look, I think I'm going to have to get lessons from you about taking photos with players because I am super <laughs> nervous about that. I, I don't want to interrupt them. I don't want, <laughs> don't no. want to bother them. I've never, I don't think I've ever had one. So I'll have no, to, um, right. I'll have it's, to enroll pretty- in the Jade Hockey course to for <laughs> photo taking. It's pretty simple. Look, for me, it took me a very long time as well because, like, I'd be nervous and I'd be like, okay, what do I say? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, no, you know, all you got to do is just go up to them, talk to them by their name, say, hi, how are you? And then you just ask them politely, can I please have a photo or can I please have an autograph? And they'll either say yes or they can't. They're busy, which they hardly say to me because all the boys know me by now because I go to training a lot. But, um, no, you just have to be nice and respectful and They'll say yes, no worries. There's only one player I've ever been nervous with getting a photo with, and that was with Matthew Lloyd when I met him, when he was coaching with us. I was so nervous. I was standing there, had my iPad in my hand, and he's like, he's like, can I help you? I said, oh, Matt, I'm so sorry. Can I please have a photo with you? He's like, yeah, no worries. So I had a photo with him, and, um, yeah, that was the only time I was nervous. But no, I just, it took me a while to get used to it, but, you know, I'm – used to it now and all the boys now know half the time when I want a photo and so forth because I'll ask them, they'll be like, oh, another one. I'm like, oh, well, I don't care how many I've got with (laughs) yours. I still love them. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, I think, yeah, as you sort of say, it's about taking that first one and then you get the confidence. So I might have to might have to just take the leap one day. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You can do it. I'll I'll try and get one. I'll try and get one before the end of the year. There you go. I'll I'll make that that deal with you. All right. Look, we're going to start wrapping up tonight's episode. And for those listening on the main feed, we're recording this before the Melbourne game happens for Gather Round. So uh, our expectations for Essendon might change following that game. But what's your expectation for Essendon for the rest of the year? Oh, I know that we've got like the next couple of games are going to be tough ones. But I really, I think from what I've been seeing the last four games, I can see that the boys fight every game, which is what I'm loving because I, you know, I haven't seen that fight for quite some time to see us all of a sudden, like, you know, even when we're down, we'll still fight. Like we even did it against St Kilda and I didn't even expect that. So, but no, like it's going to, I think it's going to be a very exciting season this year. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I I think I am too. And I'm really excited to see where the team goes from here. And as you say, we've got some challenging games, although you know, I think you, you at the start of the season, we probably said, well, Anzac Day is going to be a tough one, but now Collingwood are ruckless, then, you know, suddenly there's an opening and Geelong haven't been seeing the world on fire. So, you know, games that we thought were certain losses may not be so anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, with me, I just take every game a week at a time. You know, I've learned that now over the years to, you know, you can't expect that you're going to win every game very easily just because teams are playing poor and so, so forth. You just, you never know what's going to happen. So, but I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be a really great year this year. I see a lot of positives in the team and the boys as well. I'm like they're happy now. You can just see the look on their face, like they're ready. They want this, like they're they're ready for the challenge. You know, they want to. You know, they want to see a supporters happy. Like they they want success, and I can see it happening in probably about maybe a year or two time, two years time. So I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, fingers crossed that that year or two. Uh, timeline works out. I think we're yeah. all desperate for success and we want to yeah. see it as soon as we can. So if that how it works yeah. out, then I think we'll all be pretty happy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, 
Well, look, any any final words or thoughts before we end the episode from you, Jade? Um, just for fans in general, just just keep, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep turning up every week. Like I can, you know, every time I hear the crowd going, you know, crazy. Every time we kick a goal and we win a game, like the boys can feel it. They can feel the energy from us. You know, just just stick with them. Like it's it's worth it's worth the wait. In my opinion, it's absolutely worth the wait. Keep doing what you're doing, guys, and it's you'll love it just like I do every week. You'll absolutely love it. Yeah, I, great words to end on there, Jade. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. It was really great to no speak worries. to you about your love of Essendon and, and giving me lessons on taking photos. So, yeah, I'll, <laughs> make, I'll promise you I'll get one before the end of the year, but we'll go from there. No worries. I can't wait to see it. Looking forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, look, just for those listening, this episode was released a week early for patrons. Uh, if you're interested, you can find a link to our Patreon in the description of this episode. And I'll also put up a link to Jade's Twitter profile uh, if you want to see all the great photos that Jade takes. <laughs> Um, But until next time, go Dons.